it's another joyous day today and we're in a fantastic mood and we're in great spirits and we cannot wait to sit down here and have this amazing conversation. Who are you talking about? <laughs> wow, way to bring the mood down. How are you going? Um, I've had a better I've had better days. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? I'm just I'm just really tired. I have just no energy and I have no enthusiasm for anything. I, I tried. I, I sewed and I, I made half a dress and it's, I still like it. It's like not I didn't get frustrated. I'm just really, really tired. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. And uh, I guess it's through that that, you know, like the, the caterpillar wraps itself in a beautiful silk cocoon <laughs> and falls asleep, uh, re-emerges again after some time has passed and is a an, an amazing, beautiful butterfly. <laughs> Let's hope. Like Heimlich from uh, mm. A Bug's Life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a little Heimlich. Oh, look at me. I'm a beautiful I'm butterfly. A beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of plants, uh, we did some more gardening stuff today. That was a oh. right. That was that was in, supposed to be. The a tomatoes right. are shooting. They, they are shooting. Oh, absolutely, they are shooting. So beautiful. Just quickly, we weren't talking about plants. I just wanted to have a really horrible segue that made no sense just then. I just wanted to <laughs> just let it happen, honey. Yeah, the tomatoes are now shooting. Yeah. Yeah. So and the spring onions going a bit crazy now. We have way too much lettuce. Uh, which I planted in Mama's garden, but I think like we actually still have. If anyone wants lettuce, <laughs> I can give you um, a punnet, which is like there's about ten to a, uh, probably actually over a dozen in each of those little punnets. So yeah, we've got. So we've planted our trans. You've transplanted a sufficient amount of lettuce for us, right? Yeah. So eight, like eight heads for us. Yeah. Yeah. You did, and then there's so much left over. Still, you put like another dozen or something in your mum's garden. Yeah. And then there's still probably something like sixty to seventy <laughs> lettuce uh, sprouts coming. I, feel like I gave some to the chickens. Um, they weren't to like think about it. Because they were probably like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, gonna win. I'm sorry. They were probably, and what does that mean? Yeah, so in chicken, that translates <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, they were probably like, this is, you need to let this have more time. Well, they actually ended up pecking my fingers, not the. Probably out of protest for what you were giving them. They're probably looking at it like. I was They're like, generous. what the fuck is this? Well, all right, so then I just left them in there <laughs> and I'll let them grow a little bit and then they might be, they might enjoy the bigger. Lettuce leaves, if that's what they want. Can you imagine the lettuce nice. leaves starts growing and then the chickens start getting really like motherly towards them and they start, <laughs> they start looking <laughs> after them <laughs> and they like they uh, scoop up water in their beak from from uh, the uh, yeah. from the water. Yeah, that's how chickens pot, work. And then they they <laughs> drop it down onto the lettuce. So they're like they get really motherly. They they stop laying all together and they just start looking after uh, the lettuce that you've planted. <laughs> I actually had fun um, doing the box today though. I put like um, all the organic stuff in it. So I put. Um, a bit of the bark, the tree bark at the bottom, and then I put some compost, and then I put uh, we put manure, and then I put I think more like sticks and stuff in right. there. Right. Sorry, because yes, yesterday we went and bought stuff. Yes. Yesterday, yeah, yeah. So we went and bought a couple so, of uh, can't remember what size the tubs were, but some black tubs from uh, storage tubs from yeah, Big, w, Big W, and some more soil and manure, and yeah. So you got to have a little bit of fun with that today. That was really. Because I've been watching, I've been watching it on YouTube, but I'm like, I want to do it and get my hands dirty, and they're really dirty. Did you wear gloves when you were handling the manure? Yes, you, you were right there. Uh, I, you I, asked I, me about seven thousand times. I okay, I didn't ask you seven thousand. <laughs> anyway, they were on. Yep, and I did it. Yeah, cool. Okay? Um, potato, potato. Oh, and the potato. Yeah, I got so excited because I have. What do you What do you call it? Um, we had a sprouting potato right. in the um, the cupboard. Can, can, pantry, pantry. Yeah, wherever the potatoes are kept. There was a sprouting yeah, one there from was a, there there was a few, supermarket. It was actually a few sprouting ones. So I decided, I'm like, oh, let's try it. So I put it in the box and I've been waiting. I didn't overwater. You're not supposed to overwater. I was like, I don't know what kind of weather it enjoys. Well, oh, my gosh, today I just had a look just over the bark that I made. I just I put like I just crumbled the little mulch yeah. that I um, DIY'd from the garden. Yeah. It's like eucalyptus leaves and all the dried stuff, and I'm just crumbling it. It's, oh, it does the jo- obviously it's done the job. Obviously, because there is this beautiful 
beautiful beginning of a potato. Yeah, of a potato plant. Potato it's, plant. It's start, there's like a good I'm bunch so of leaves excited. there. I'm so excited. I remember after watching uh, Mark on YouTube that yeah. you've been watching when he planted the, the supermarket potatoes yeah. and just how crazy potato plants go. I yeah, I mean, I think I said this. I've said this on an earlier episode. I I cannot believe just how bonkers potatoes go. I've never thought about how potatoes grow, where they come from, and what they look like, what the plant looks like. None of that sort of stuff. Mm. Actually, seeing it was like holy shit. There's also a potato that I threw into the compost that was a bit old. It's actually sprouting a little potato on the side of it. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. And there's a pumpkin growing in the compost, and there's these other two weird plants that I have no idea. I have to get my like plant identifier (laughs) app out that are sprouting in the compost. Very excited. We'll see what happens, obviously, once they start growing, and if they start obviously bearing fruit or veg, we'll see what they are. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's really cool. So today I was on standby for work. I did end up going, I got called into work last minute. So that was great. And I just got it into my head that I'm like, all right. So when I'm on standby, I'm not going to bother going, doing too much of my own stuff because at any any moment I could be like interrupted. Yeah. And completely damaged the damage of my flow. So I didn't bother doing any of the spreadsheet stuff this morning. And yeah, instead I, I helped you out. So we're out the back where the studio and like my area was. That but that's behind the chicken pen, and so now we've set up between the chicken pen and the studio. Yeah, because the studio is now kind of more like your greenhouse, your little veggie area. <laughs> now I put there's the two pallets that we actually were podcasting on when we started in oh, the process. Those two, those two pallets, yeah, those two pallets are now they're like the decking, and I've put <laughs> a, the table out there and a few other few other sort of bench tops. And now that's kind of like your outdoor, your outdoor veggie plant tending area. So it's really cute. So I helped, I helped you out with that this morning. And I was also in the process. I actually was deconstructing my area. So when I was making the paper, yeah, you cleared and all that out. Yeah, I cleared, I cleared a lot of it out. And it was really. How did you feel being in there? It was weird. It was really weird. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not one that's you know really sentimental and impacted by a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But that hit me. I feel like that actually, to be honest, and this might sound really weird to say, but that hit me harder than when we left Bacchus Marsh. Wow. Yeah. So, when we sat, when we cleared out all the space in Bacchus Marsh because I lost my job and we had no income, so we had to move back to Buller here, we were sitting in the empty house because we, uh, pretty much after that, I lost my job and I'm like, okay, straight away, within two weeks, we'd, ha- we'd emptied the house and we still had like two weeks to go on the rent, but we're mm. like, stuff it, we just, let's just get this done, let's bite the bullet, we have to do it, let's just yeah. do it, get it done with and not sit here wallowing too much because otherwise we'll never get started. Yeah. So, we just did it. Um, within two weeks, we were fully moved out and then we were just sitting on the floor in like our bedroom and just, just kind of and then walking through the house and just looking around at the space and I, you, you were going through something a lot more than I was. Yeah, it was with hard that. to leave that place. Yeah, because you were there 24-7, right, obviously, the whole time. Mm, the whole time. So, you'd never even had a job in that house. So, I was going out to work full-time still, like the whole time from the get-go. So, for me, it was like, it's just really sad that, you know, this house was here for us and it was a no- it was a nice space and it was what we needed. It was everything we needed. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have that kind of feeling with it. Mm. But this... Going back and sort of cleaning out a bit of that half of the shed out the back where I was doing a lot of the paper stuff, it really was a. I actually felt that on some sort of deep level. It was. Yeah, was it a? What kind it was. Of it was emotion? like a, it was like a kind of nostalgia, but it, maybe that was actually because I was in a bit of a down mood today. Mm-hmm. So maybe that actually was contributed contributed to it or caused it. Could perhaps been. I'm not. I'm not really sure because yeah, you started getting a bit. Um grizzly <laughs> yeah so uh, when we were out there and you were cleaning yeah and I mean, maybe that was it so i'm just because obviously we were in the tent and then i moved out into that space so then i started operating pretty much full-time out of that space and it kind of yeah obviously it grew to actually mean a lot to me it was mm-hmm. kind of it was my uh solitude mm-hmm. as well from you know from the space up here at the house and it was my sort of alone time and yeah. It was also my alone time in a time that was really difficult, like the, just the general situation that we were going through and what our experience was. And that space, I guess, was there and it held me, right? And I was also, I was honing that space into, mm. because I was fine-tuning and trying, really trying to find what I do and 
get really passionate and get really excited. I was getting really into the paper making because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I don't know what else to be doing right Surviving. now. You know, you're Surviving. doing, yeah, you're doing your art at least. Mm. You know, and it's kind of how it's just like you said, it switched now. Like me with the spreadsheet and you're sort of flandering a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like what it was. It was like at that time, yeah, no. I was the one that was flandering and you were the one that was just, you kind of had your head screwed on and you knew what you, <laughs> where you were with it at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, in that space, I guess like, I was continuing to change it and adapt it and specialize it Mm. so that everything was exactly where I needed it and I knew where everything was. There was an order and I guess it was probably a lot of it was me trying to order my life and trying to Mm. get myself as specialized as possible and, yeah, really convenient and and organized. And so, I don't know, cleaning that all out today, maybe on some sort of unconscious level, it was bringing up some of those old feelings or just triggered something. Yeah, perhaps. Mm. Perhaps. Because I'm in a totally different situation now. So, it's like being back in that, in that and then cleaning through it. You know, it's like you go through old clothes and stuff and you just have the sort of memories with them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I just remember what it was like when I was utilizing this space for everything I'm deconstructing right now. When I was putting that together, when I was constructing it, I remember where I was, where my headspace was. I remember the pressure, the stress. <laughs> The, the fear, you know, the uncertainty, all yeah. that stuff, the, the hope as well, the praying, let this lead to something, let this be what gets us out, you know. And that I think was sort of washing back over me a little bit today and I think it did sort of depress me a little bit. Not not like a huge amount but enough that I was a, a little bit more irritable perhaps uh, without realising it too. Like I said, I think this was all happening below my kind of conscious awareness yeah yeah must have because you um you also knocked over yeah yeah so veggies so i was moving the table so the 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 table that i had that had the hollander beater my little my homemade manual hollander beater (laughs) that i made out of the old elliptical machine (laughs) i pulled all that apart and the table which was our old dining table was the podcast table for nuance it was yeah so we painted the two halves of it yeah yeah. Uh, so that table, I put that into the, the studio yeah. now. And the one, the marble table that was in there is near the one that's outside. Uh, but there was also another kind of tabletop that your brother made for himself, like just because he's a chippy and just whatever yeah. to have another it's sort of bit of bench space. It's not, not, not huge, but I thought, okay, well, you'd probably need a little bit more space in uh, there as well, in the studio as well, because there's all these freaking plant, uh, these veggie punnet trays, like just all over the place. And then plus, <laughs> when you start transplanting them, and putting them into bigger pots, it's like you're going to need some of them for the pots. So, <laughs> I brought that table around and where we had the veggies that have been growing in the punnet trays, they were on a shelf that's literally probably only half the width of- A little bit more than half the width. A little bit more than half the width of the, the trays yeah. themselves. And then over the trays, we've been putting the, um, the plastic, plastic containers upside down as a kind of greenhouse. And I don't know if it was the table when I poured it in or if it was my elbow as I was like maneuvering it down, but I knocked freaking the the uh, the lid, the the car, the uh, plastic mm. tray that was the greenhouse tub thing. I knocked that and it dropped the cucumber punnet tray that had also the carrots, carrots. that were just starting to sprout. Just starting to sprout and it just went all over the floor and I was so angry. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what happened. I don't, I don't know how I'm it happened. Trying to sabotage my work just because you were pissed about yours. I was obviously channeling. I must have been channeling something, and something reached back from the past and tried to sabotage our, our present so that we don't have the future. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty irritating. And I was like, I, I was gutted too. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, no, no, cucumber, cucumber. I've been going crazy. They're pretty hardy though. Some of them already bounced back. Like this afternoon, they're already bending their ways back up to yeah, <laughs> to that, yeah. the sun. They're like, oh, it's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll make. But we also work. have a lot, we yeah, a lot of cucumber. That's another thing. So I you- just didn't expect them every single seed to actually sprout. It's amazing. Yeah, every single one did. So we've got so many. You ultimately ended up transplanting something because like a bunch oh, of them fell to. out. So you had to transplant them. With the lettuce. With the lettuce. So, we've got cucumber and lettuce now in a bigger tub. Yeah. So, that they'd probably just be able to grow to full size in there, I'd say. Yeah, right? I'd, I'd leave them. Yeah. yeah. So, that's really cool. Uh, but they weren't supposed – I think they weren't supposed to be transplanted until that third leaf had come through yeah. and it was just starting to come late, through on all of them. Because you told me to wait because I was like, oh, maybe I'll do them. You're like, no, we'll wait because we watched a video this morning about it. Yeah. Mm, well – 
We had to anyway. So. Yes, yeah, then we had to transport them anyway. But I mean, yeah, lucky we way over sewed. So despite all of that, yeah. there was there's plenty. There so, is plenty. Yeah. And that's okay because there's a lot of pots too, so we can just keep filling the soil and just keep growing veggies. There's nothing wrong with having too many veggies. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. So I'm really quite excited about that. Yeah. I'm quite excited to see how they continue growing. I love it. It's, it's so much fun going out there every morning. Yeah. And every single little seedling is like twice the size it was the night before. It's, the peas, it's such a cool snow experience. Peas are going crazy. Yeah. Snow they peas are. have already like tripled in size. They're like three inches tall. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably ready to transplant. Yeah, they wouldn't be far off. Because I think once they get to that, like, sort of four, four or five we don't inches. Have any soil left. No, no, we do. I'll have to do it tomorrow. We'll have to wait till, we'll have to wait till next tomorrow, Wednesday. Tomorrow, they're probably going to go. <laughs> there is a whole bag of soil still. Yeah, that's all right. It should be enough. Yeah. I know you'll make it work. Mm. You can. Well, I can put compost with it too. Because then you make your own um, soil. Give it some body. Yeah. 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 So have you, have you felt any of that? Like, I guess now that I'm just talking about. What it was like going back through and pulling out a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. Have you felt any of that with the studio now that you're oh, yeah, planting I had and to stuff take, in it? I had to pack all the art stuff up. I still, I even because um, I've posted the pictures on my Pinterest, the photo images that I did, and I took a, a minute to kind of just look at them, and I still can't. I'm still struggling to look back at them and find beauty in them, mm. and any kind of passion toward art. And drawing or creativity that in that sense, but I had to pack all the utensils up in the in the studio. I'm like, I have to. I can't look at this anymore. Even just the little, there were so many just little abstracts that I did, and I'm like, it's just not time for me to look. Like I, I am getting just incredibly angry. Like I, it's a really negative emotion. Like I'm just not ready. I'm not ready to look at it. I'm not ready to face it yet. I'm just, it's really uncomfortable, but not the like, the good uncomfortable, we have to sit with it. It's like, no, it's not time. <laughs> I, I really get that, especially after feeling that today. Because then the other thing was that I did notice that, that happened in me. So, we got the space sort of ready. We I we made the sort of little outdoor space yeah. and then I cleaned up a little bit or moved a few things around inside the the studio so that there was a bit more room for everything mm. but there was also room for us if we wanted to sit out there and you know, I could bring the computer out and we could pretty much do I could do the spreadsheets and work on my stuff in there and you could read or whatever it was that, whatever yeah. it was that you were going to do and you were saying like oh do you want to work back here or up you know just up in the bedroom where we mm. you know, usually are and I don't know I just you was like I didn't want to yeah. I did not want to sit in that space again yeah. I really just was was there was some there was a huge resistance in me yeah. to actually sitting back there. It, it would have been a lo- it was a lovely day. It's been hot the last oh, for a little while. Very today, hot and dry. today was actually such a beautiful day. So it was a beautiful day to be sitting mm-hmm. up there and, and at the back doing it. But yeah, there was just no part of me that actually wanted to. I'm like, yeah. there's for some reason I, I just think it's it's there's too much there's too much that we've experienced in that space that's. That's so different it's to traumatic. where we're at now. I feel it's, like it's very traumatic. Oh, I know. I never felt of, it till today. Yeah. Yeah. It's obviously it's come up. You haven't been back there for a while. Like not not longer than you have to be. You'd go in to get tools or go in to get something and you'd pop out. Yeah. Not since so, I've had the job, I haven't really been back there. I haven't needed to be. Right. No. And so because I was on standby still, and and so pretty much the they call they call you and say yeah yes you have a shift or yeah, no you, you don't have a shift today so. They left it quite late. It was quite last minute when I finally got a call. So, like I said, good thing I didn't start anything. But, yeah, I got to after midday essentially. And so, I'm like, okay, at this point I pretty much, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm probably not going to be called in. So, yeah, all right, let's sort of yeah, settle in good. and start. I'll start, you know, doing, you know, open up Excel and, and do what I was going to do today, which I can talk about a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I'll start doing that. And then, you know, so I'm thinking about, yeah, do we – like you said, you want to sit out there and, and yeah. do this or do you want to go back up to the bedroom? And I'm like, God, I, the thought, actually the thought of sitting in there is probably similar in me to how you feel looking at your art or looking at the tarot cards, mm-hmm. looking at all those cards. I haven't looked at them now. I can hardly look at them. What a weird phenomenon. I don't know what, like, I, there is a lot of trauma there and that need, obviously needs to be um, faced, but it's just, yeah, like not, not, the, not, not yet. It's like, and it's not me running away from it. It's like literally my body is being like repelled from it, being like it's not time. What is that? I don't know. It's fascinating. 
Because will there ever be a time, right? That's what I'm sort of. I, I just feel like it's very soon. It know? is. I mean, yeah. we're never like. I mean, I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm very hypersensitive, so obviously, probably not the greatest time to do it. Um, we're still living here. The trauma happened here, so I reckon when we move, like maybe when we set up the, our space, maybe I'll set up my little whatever it's going to be, whatever my studio is going to look like. Um, maybe when you do yours, and maybe we just look at think that might be time i have no idea yeah i can't i don't think we can plan it it's something that really has to come naturally yeah i think so i agree i agree it's it's not the kind of thing we can really force obviously right because no. you'll just make yourself feel shit you drive yourself down into that and it'll yeah. be probably so much more intense than what it actually was like when we were experiencing it because uh, to me it's just, it's just bringing back because we're in a different financial position right now and our, our prospects are different where our overall situation, situation is different, is different. pregnant right. <laughs> pregnant we've got we've got a house as well on the horizon yeah. right we've got um finances coming in so we're comfortable right now we were so uncomfortable back then with none of those things we, it was just a purely faith hope-based operation out the back yeah, there which means all of that it has just the memory of um, discomfort yeah absolutely right and and it's like when we were in it it was just it, it just was what it was yeah if that was just the situation that we were experiencing so it wasn't it. yeah it was we had to deal with it we you know we didn't see it perhaps as something that w- that was traumatic as we were going through it because it was just it was just what the situation was yeah just deal with it we're yeah just, yeah, no, yeah you know and you continue to be grateful and, and feel blessed that there is still a lot happening for us and it is a bit it's an interesting life yeah. You know, it's not the life that we expected or that, no. you know, that we necessarily wanted, mm. but it was every day was something different, mm. you know. I think had it been, had it, like, look, if if it had been a year, even two years and we hadn't, we'd been avoiding it, different story. But this is very, very new. This is like literally we got snapped out of that, that situation and then kind of brought back to earth everything's okay out of out of um, survival mode in an instant like in a blink of an eye and everything shifted like a band-aid like ripping off a band-aid or the light turning back on or off or whatever it's like well on probably because that off would be the um, unknown (laughs) the light came on (laughs) sure and yeah it's I think it would it just would be different if it was maybe like a year or two years where we're just like no I'm not gonna no 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 no. Whereas this time it's like it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been really that long a time since it happened. Since it's still very fresh. Mm. This wound is very raw, and it needs to be um, tended to very very gently and carefully. Yeah, I mean because it went for so long. It went for two years. Probably a little bit longer than that, considering you know other th- aspects of our life what happened. Well, it implanted itself in our psyche. Yeah, you know, like we're still absolutely we're still under its under the under its yoke a little yeah, bit, right? Little bit. We haven't completely shaken that. Mm-hmm. Even it, it completely changed the way I do our finances, right? I learnt I learnt so we sort of touched on it briefly at the end of the, uh, the last episode, but that, those intangible financial decisions that it's not simply just a matter of okay. I have a $40 phone bill that's due in, in four weeks' time. So, mm. if I save $10 a week for the next four weeks from each paycheck, then, you know, I'm going to be able to afford the phone bill. No dramas. It's it's not that. It's like, okay, I don't know necessarily when the next income is going to come in. I don't, I don't know where it's going to come from. But if I'm feeling like shit, it's not going to – nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to be in the space to bring in opportunities. So, I, you know, I we need to be we – we need to make – smart decisions but we need to make decisions that you can't really measure by any kind of budget standard or Mm. any kind of template that you can do up it's like we need to feel good we need to make Mm. sure that we feel good and sometimes in order to feel good we need to go and buy something or we need to get something that we don't currently have and so we can feel abundant we can feel like we're actually attracting new things in and exciting things in so i learned that that really taught me how to yeah rejig play around with the finances what's there what numbers are in what column and you know do we need them there are they better served here you know what costs are expensive are, are necessary mm. what expenses are, are, are genuinely necessary even if i haven't recorded them down in some kind of official budget for us and so that going through all that really shaped me i think in the way i look at our finances and that changed a lot and it matured a lot too during that that period of time that we and were going through, and it's again shifted as well in this in this kind of phase as well. <laughs> you know, it's 
there's a little bit a little bit of adjustments different adjustments now there's different priorities there's different um, needs there's different you know essential essentials that we need yeah everything everything's changing and it's going to continue to change but yeah that's where it was kind of birthed it was birthed in that that survival mode but had you had not had it not happened in that you might not be so good at it you might not be so prudent well i wouldn't have had that other perspective right i'd only have i'd only know the the constant the financial security yeah. element of it sure. where you can go oh, okay like you know you've got income coming in every week or whenever your pay cycle is you know what your next paycheck is going to be you know when it's coming so you know you can rest assured knowing that your expenses are all going to be covered mm. and yeah you, you you can be a whole lot more structured and very fixed I guess when it comes to the way you handle your money mm. but when you don't have that coming in you don't have the security and you don't know where how to generate it, you're, like you're kind of floundering like we were, mm. that's going to impact how you approach your finances too. Yeah. And you could go the ultra conservative, like let's not touch it because we don't know. Or you can go, well, I feel like there does need to be give and take, give and receive type thing. We do need to spend money in order to allow money to come to us so that, you know, there can be this exchange, this constant exchange and flow that's happening financially. Mm. And so thinking about it in that sort of abstract way helped, I guess, to to make those sort of decisions of like, yeah, okay, let's spend the money on this. Let's go and go get coffees. Or if we want book, there's there's money available for books. Or yeah. if we want to do this online course, if we want to buy these materials for, you know, art or for, uh, you know, me making paper or anything like that, the money was always there for that because mm. that was important stuff because, well, A, obviously we thought that it was potentially, it was it, at that time it seemed like the best shot we had of earning an income. Yeah. But B, also because it was keeping our morale high. Yeah, it was keeping, keeping us, us motivated and yeah. inspired and feeling yeah. good like we were doing something. Yeah. And so, if we had have said, no, no, like we don't know when the next paycheck's coming in. So, you know, let's just avoid exp- spending anything altogether. We would have just been sitting there without these materials, without all this stuff going, like, twiddling our thumbs and depressed. being like, well, I'm just useless. We have all this money, but I'm bored. I don't know what to do and I'm depressed. Yeah. You know, so it's like- Having that experience that the counter side to the security, going through the insecurity and managing money through insecurity like that was, I know obviously everyone's insecure, everyone's situation is going to be different. So, it's not going to be the same as what we went through. But I guess just having, knowing what it's like to budget and structure your money in, in security and in insecurity, I think it's just given me, yeah, like I said, it's just given me a whole broader uh, perspective and understanding of what is necessary when it comes to handling your money what yeah obviously you've got expenses you need to prioritize there are financial obligations that you need to meet but Mm. part of your financial obligations too are you know making sure that yeah your morale is high and that you are feeling good and that you you are spending money for yourself like you're 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 exchanging for yourself right you're not money's not just coming out of your account so that you can pay a bill it's not just getting sucked out and and, you know into someone else's pocket because you you know there's some kind of legal contract there (laughs) you know it's it's money that is you are voluntarily, yeah. you know, handing over so that you can get something in exchange yeah. that is going to help you feel good. And for us, a lot of it was just something smaller, going getting a coffee. Yeah. Going getting coffees. Buying a paintbrush that I used once. <laughs> Books I still haven't read. Yeah. But the thing is, like I said, it's making Kept those, having those transactions and having those things around us and going, this is the space we're feeling abundant because we want something and we went and got it. Yeah. And it's that even though we don't have this financial security right now, we still are actually acquiring materials and acquiring these resources that are around us and helping us to still feel like it's possible mm. because it, it, that that's what sort of kept the hope alive. It did, yeah. Totally it yeah. did. And it was. And it, even if it didn't work out, I think we always knew – if even if I'm not an artist, if I don't end up doing this for a living, even if I don't end up actually doing energy work, even if I don't end up doing all of the other stuff that I was doing then, ultimately I knew that it was important enough to focus on because that there was something bigger happening. There was a bigger lesson. There was deeper a deeper wisdom, deeper lessons. There was something bigger than us that was happening in that time. It was keeping us alive. But we we went, we delved pretty deep within ourselves during that time. You know, even through the last two years, we really decided, okay, how how can we learn from this? How and we wanted to just get every little ounce. We wanted to squeeze everything good, every lesson, every 
everything out of every experience, out of the art. I squeezed everything I could. I, I just gave it everything I possibly could. And that's the best I could have done. That's the best I could do. The same with the tarot. Same with all of the stuff that I delved into. I did everything I possibly could in order to make it the what it was. I couldn't I couldn't have done more. I couldn't have done. I could not have done more. And I would not have done less because that's that wasn't an option. No, we couldn't because you know then we had to sort of keep going, right? Yeah, yeah. We're in that place where you couldn't, you couldn't stop and rest too much because no. you'll start sliding backwards. We had a that day or two, like. you know, we had a day or two here and there. And, yeah, no, but when you're in survival mode and you always kind of have to have your ears peeled and your eyes kind of open and all of your senses heightened all the time to make sure that you're not missing anything, to make sure that you're – it does – it has actually helped now, helped us now, helped me now to appreciate small things in the day I don't have to try so hard and physically just like do it and sit there and make sure that like I'm forcing it because I'm learning it. I'm putting it into practice in a different way. So every like when I took a day off and today I needed one or yesterday and the last few the last few days and Monday Tuesday, I really started to just observe from not a freaked out like not a okay I'm gonna observe and I'm gonna make sure that I can just feel it. It's like no no. I'm sitting here and I'm just listening to my body. I want to, I'm just like, I don't know how it happened. It was like when, you med- when you're meditating and you have that in between, you, you catch that moment and you're everything and nothing and you've just got this connection and you can see everything, you're the observer just for a moment and then it goes away. It's like that's, that's what I, could, I was experiencing now, like just throughout the day. I can just be the observer of just what's happening. I've been in I've been slowed down by the pregnancy, which has helped me because this is helping me to put into practice everything that I came across that was really helpful for me. It kept me alive, but it was valuable. Everything that I learned was valuable and I still believe I still look up my chart and I still do all of that. I just don't. Um, I just don't do it for myself. Is in yeah. I don't. I don't put pressure on myself to learn and understand and you know go to those extremes because I'm going to be a teacher of it. And no, I'm like I have a question. Maybe I'll ask this person or I'll have a look in the book. Um, and then that was it. Like, but that'd be it'd just be the one question. It wouldn't be like oh, and then I want to do this and then, and I I don't like snowball. I just just choose the one thing and allow it to be. It's like this daily meditation that I do it's like really that's the best way I can explain it it's kind of like meditating with my eyes open Mm. (laughs) so that's been a really unusual kind of maybe that's also why I can't jump the gun obviously and say this is it this is our panacea my you know spreadsheet thing but because perhaps for me so how you were saying that as opposed to you doing all the, the tarot and the astrology stuff because you're going to teach it or you're going to pass it on or whatever. Now you're just doing it for yourself. Mm. I was doing the, the budgeting, the spreadsheets and the financial stuff for us. I was not thinking mm. at all about that going anywhere, doing that for anyone. It was just well, I, just, just the thing that I do, the way that I handled our money. Mm. That was just what I got used to and it changed and adapted over time. Mm. And now it's kind of I've had the experience of, of that and I'm like I would love to be able to actually pass that on. Mm. I would love to be able to work with someone, with anyone. Well, that's the order you're supposed to do it in. I did yeah. it in the backwards order. <laughs> or it's, or maybe it's, yeah, you, you went in the sort of, not even the back door. It's like you went through some, you went through the cellar door and then you've come up from inside. Like a, you've come up from the basement <laughs> yeah. and you come upstairs. And now, you know, the and now you emerge from the front door and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hi, I'm already here. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I did it all. So uh, it's it's really it's it is kind of interesting, mm. and I'm sure it's it's going to come back around. Uh, well, something will. I don't know. I had a bit of a moment today, or there's throughout the day a little bit of, like, what am I going to do for work? Like I don't I don't want to just like I I still want to. I know that I've got something. I know that it's not just for me to just be a mother or just be a wife and you know stay at home mother and all of that. Like there is something else that. I'm gonna do I just because I can't see it. It kind of scared me today. I'm like I don't I don't want to I don't want to miss out or I don't want to 
uh, not see the opportunity. And it kind of scared me a bit because, you know, even even when they say if your purpose is to be a mother, you still have to do other things with your time. You have to. You still have to. There's no way your children will end up growing. You will grow up and, mm. and go live their own lives. And you have to. And there's, you know, mothers when they're just mothers and they don't actually <clears throat> put themselves first and do a hobby or, you know, study anything on the side, they're totally lost, have no idea how to actually be on their own or learn anything or they don't know what to do. It's an, it's a thing I've been learning. I've, I don't know, I came across it in one of my many learnings over the last couple of years, but it was it really plays on your, your, your mind. I'm already preparing, being like, that is not what I want. I want to make sure that I've got a hobby, that I've got something that I want to do or creating some sort of value. Surely I've got something. And, again, it was this, <clears throat> I don't know I don't know what it is, but there's this my intuition or something inside just being <coughs> like, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Let it come to you. It's not something <coughs> that you need to force. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tell you went down the wrong call. <laughs> yep. You good? I'm good. Just keep going. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't, I'm already making sure that I'm trying to make steps toward it, but there's something with me just going, be here now because it's going to come right now. It's yeah. It, I've been forcing it, you know, for the last few years, been forcing, trying to be a purpose, be of service, have purpose, do this, be valuable, that, this and that. Well, that. like I said, <coughs> <sorry>. <laughs> like I said, with me, I wasn't <clears throat> now. We're, oh Just my god! It <laughs> There's like, like obviously some some moisture slowly trickling down into my lungs somewhere. Oh, you can cut it out. <clears throat> no, no, no. Keep... It's okay. It's Are okay. Sure? This is the process. Looking <laughs> 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 like it's my cool. bloody womankind tea. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that. Duka, it it's literally the, it's Duka, called womankind. womankind. I, I like you the like kind it? of the fruity floral flavor of it. <laughs> Say fruity floral flavor. <laughs> Ten times really Fruity quick. Fruity floral flavor. Fruity floral flavor. Fruity floral flavor. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I lost my train. <laughs> oh fucking hell! What was I saying? I don't know. You coughed. Yeah. Oh right. That's what I was saying. Uh, yeah, like how I was not thinking about the the way that I do the money. Yeah. Ever becoming something, and now no, I'm like, yeah. oh, it could become something. Now it's like, what is there something that you actually just do so naturally that you don't even think about it being something that you do? I actually don't think it's anything physical because that would have come to me already. Well, maybe, maybe not. Because it's not the sewing. I definitely know that. It's not the art. It's not cleaning the house because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not chores. <laughs> it's definitely not housework. No, definitely not. Um, That's all right. Yeah. But it's just it's just funny to just like kind of think about it, just sit on it for a little bit and go. Oh, yeah. I know. More often than not, it, it's just. It, it, it seeps in every now and then, just that yeah. thing of, ooh. Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean, don't, yeah, don't. Uh, it's just to have a, like a mullet over. Yeah, like, yeah. What, well, is, course, what is the yeah. thing that you, you, don't, you haven't thought about that you do that comes so naturally to yeah, you specifically? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I mean, it's just, I guess you kind of, some people can get it really quickly and get it really easily and it's just, this is it, this is what it is. And then, you know, others <laughs> might just take longer to, yeah, actually figure out, go, oh, wait, wait a minute. Mm. Oh, my God. Because oh, it perhaps because it becomes such second nature because we just yeah. do it so much that it's just, we don't think about it. We don't, we don't, because it's so common for us or so mm. obvious for us to do it, we don't find it as, as anything special. Yeah. We don't see it as anything unique or or valuable because it's you know we do it so easily that you know, how could anyone find something so easily so easy valuable type thing maybe, yeah you know. I, so, I think that's why my body's just asking me to just stop and just watch and observe yeah. instead of trying to force and think because i think i'm in my head about it i know that but it's also like well you know there is a there's a point where you do kind of have to put some kind of effort in into and every time I try to go to it, there's just this huge resistance and I'll actually get a pain in my stomach or um, I'll get tired or something so, like Yeah, the baby's just like fucking the baby's stop. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, it's honestly, it's, it's crazy. Or I'd get a headache or I'm like, all right, okay. I'm, I, every now and then I just kind of check in with it. Being like, how about? And they're like, like okay. <laughs> okay like, Don't go down that road. Like, oh, no, it's good that you've got in. such a, a clear, concise response yeah. when you have those types of questions. Well, I'm also um, I'm also learning my sacral this uh, my sacral authority. Human design. Yeah. We've all got one. Um, mine's the sacral, so it's either you yes or a no. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, do I want to do this? To- no. Do I want mm. to? Yes. Okay. That's your answer. It doesn't come from your head. It's the instant guttural, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I've been yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. So yeah. I'm really trying to listen, trying to make that a big part of my day so I can practice it. Yeah. And I know now what direction I kind of want to go in and what I want, what I want to say yes to and no to and what opportunity I can call in and which it's just, yeah, it's fascinating mm. the way it kind of works. Mm. Yeah, it is, it is very interesting. Something I was just sort of came to mind before while you were talking was uh, just how, you know, it was such a thing for us not to, not to just give in and just go and get a job mm. for the, such a long time. And then it's kind of every now and then it sort of comes back to me now that I'm working and it's like that, that question comes in, you know, same similar, like, did, have you failed or did you, did you, did you mm. fail? And, you know, you were like, no, I don't have to go and be an employee because, you know, I'm going to figure it out, figure out how to make an income and I'm going to do it myself and I'm not going to need to go back and get a job. And so it's like, have I failed myself in that kind of ideal? And then I'm kind of sort of brought back a little bit and just sort of reflecting like we've done in this sort of episode on what we were going through and where we've sort of come from. And and this, I think it was probably came to mind more so when I was talking about the expenses and those intangibles yeah. of, you know, keeping the morale high and everything like mm-hmm. that and acquiring these resources and, and doing, you know, ma- making those purchases so that you could feel like we could feel that we were moving in, the, in a positive direction. And I feel like, you know, so much of our purpose, so much of all that, the point of all that was was to get us through that time. And uh, you've you've said this, you've touched on this yourself as well, talking about how the tarot and the astrology and it was, you know, maybe not to the extreme of calling it a coping mechanism, maybe you want to call it a coping mechanism. I know that's your thing. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but it was something that helped, was necessary to get us through that period of time mm. into where we are right now, into a different sort of space. And so all of that, all of you know the, the the financial scarcity, the fear, making those those tentative but you know optimistic purchases was necessary, not so that those purchases would ultimately end up being you know the things that were going to get us out, were going to liberate us, but they were the things that gave us enough spirit yeah. to so continue hope. pushing forward. And I feel like that me going and getting a job, I don't think it's a failure of that because I think the point of all of that wasn't so that we could get an income from anything that we no. were buying no. or from any of the way that we were I was structuring or spending doing. our money or how we were doing, what our focus was. The point wasn't necessarily for that to flow into work or flow into income itself. The point was it for it to get us out or through that situation into the sort of next stage. Mm. And obviously, that was a very hard, you know, there was a very hard snap, snap from it. You know, the, the door slammed shut when we found out we were pregnant and it's like, all right, no, we are in a completely yeah, different room of the house enough. now. Yeah. So, it's it's like we were doing what we needed to do just to get through that time. And I think we, so from that lens, I think we were actually incredibly successful mm. and the my getting a job and it being a, a, a good job, a job that brings us, gives us everything we need resource-wise. Yeah. And it, you know, ticks all the boxes as far as my, you know, work life, in my opinion, for, for me anyway, for my needs right now, for, yeah. for our needs right now, the work life balance boxes ticked from it. So, all those sort of, uh, you know, hopes in a, in a job or you know, those, those necessary elements of it being fulfilled, uh, to me, it's like that is testament to the fact that we actually were successful. Yeah. In that whole time, what we were doing and what we had to do to get through it, we actually succeeded in getting through what was a really fucking hard time and out to this side. And I feel like obviously you kind of go from one of, you know, you go from one process like that into the next, right? So, that doesn't stop now, you know. We're doing what we need to do right now in order to get into the next, to the next sort of stage for us. You know, our overall goals still remain the same. I I think we've fine-tuned it and we've... Uh, made them more definite, grounded them in in something genuinely real and, and tangible, yeah. which obviously is is obviously uh, is going to make a huge difference mm-hmm. <laughs> to our morale and perhaps even the way we act and the decisions we make. Yeah, because we have a more realistic goal. We have a good start. Like it's a mm. good foundation to start from. 
you know, we've got the self-sufficiency stuff. So eating well, like focusing on our health, eating well, our um, the household uh, cleaning products and the body wash and the hair wash and the face wash and all that, making all of those, making everything cleaner, making it like really, I think that is a great foundation because we're starting with us. We're cleaning and washing off and detoxing all that crap that we've just gone through. That's why it's so intense. I mean, I don't know if it's more intense because I'm pregnant or it's because I've snapped out of it. I no longer want to be in that dirty, um, horrible place that we were in, that poor mindset. That we, I wouldn't even say we're really in a poor mindset. I think we, we were – it's interesting, isn't it, because it's – we were focusing on abundance and it wasn't necessarily about obviously then we were thinking, yeah, we don't have the money, but oh my God, mindset, 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 we're going to focus. But we were really trying to create abundance, abundance in our life, our love life, our how we wanted to live, how we wanted to be, what we wanted, what we were looking for. We had this vision of abundance and we were got moving toward it. We thought that everything we were doing were moving toward it. So I, I don't really think it was so much of a money, like like a lack mindset kind of thing. I think it, it was just, like I said, necessary for us to be so passionate about it because now we're stepping in, snapping out of it. We I like, now we could just self sufficient. Now we can just like we've already done the veggies; they're already growing. But like that's already happening. We've got money being put away every week for to make the home home care stuff, and then we've got the way we're already thinking about how um, how we're going to live in the house and how we're going to do things and how what we're going to you know teach our children and how we're going to teach them and what morals and values and principles and all of that. And all of this is just coming and happening. We've got that that drive that we had. Although it was yes to get us through, it was also necessary because we that that I, I miss that drive of that desire, that want, and I don't think it's, you're always going to get that like that huge, uh, you know, that in the intense intensity of it. I think it comes in waves, but I think it was so necessary then because we had to shake our our old selves off, and that's what we're doing. But yeah, it was messy. It was dirty. It was grimy. It was disgusting it was <laughs> uncomfortable it was ugly it was all of the things that you know you no one wants to see that part of the the process no one wants it but you know we've got it recorded and that's what we really wanted to do we wanted to record it but I, I didn't know that it was going to be like that I wouldn't could never have pictured in my mind or thought about how really horrible that was <laughs> and probably painful to listen to and all of that, you know, it's, but it was and it was necessary. And now it's time to clean up, to detox. And we're doing that from the inside out. We're doing that from how we're eating, how we're thinking, how we're just clearing it all out. We lay, I think we laid the foundations and a lot of the strong habits. And we'd still, we're still coming through off the, the, from the momentum that we were building through it. Yeah. So, yeah, the situation changed, the sentiments have sort of changed. But the, I feel like the underlying current is still flowing in the same direction. It's just yeah. it's just flowing perhaps through different territory now. So yeah. the surroundings are different, and it's but it, it's still what we create and what we generated. And I, yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said. I think uh, that it is it provided that foundation yeah. and it gave us an experience that tested our values or it helped us actually determine what our <laughs> values were, what we yeah. believed in, yeah. and what was important to us. Showed and us I had brought to light. yeah, absolutely, it brought a lot to light for us. And so that was a foundation that is necessary for us, especially going forward with a child on the way now. You know, how do we want to be as parents? What 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 do we actually believe in? What what's our moral foundation that we can actually impart onto a child? What for for me, I was always terrified of not having some kind of moral foundation and perhaps it's just because the way that you know i am or just i'm just that way inclined you know i just what what do i value what do i believe in and if i didn't know any of that stuff like what the fuck was i going to pass on to our child you know as far as it teaching them what am i going to bring them up with i I, literally it's just i I, i'd essentially just just plonk them in front of the tv and just let the tv bring them up for you because you know that the tv at least knows what it's doing you know i don't (laughs) you know with that but it's like We've had the experiences now that I feel have at least given me a head start on a lot of that stuff yeah. and I feel a lot more confident. And that going through that period of time and that sort of hardship helped, I think, to prepare me for being a father. Like I think I was a lot more comfortable and ready to be a dad at the end of 2021 than what I would have been at the start of 2020. Yeah. And 
so you know to, to sort of think back and think about that yeah that's pretty crazy what were we going to say I was just saying it's like we were speaking like remember early in our relationship we were just like no not having don't want kids you know for whatever reason xyz you'd make the excuses when you're young and you have no life experience and you know you just all the responsibility and but I think that really planted a seed because you know we we really do love each other we did love each other then as like every moment together has just been more and more more and more love more and more appreciation because we've really worked at our relationship and how we communicate and how, you know, how much we both want to grow and how we help each other, that then enhances that does that wants and I think we've put that out there in the universe to, yeah, like this is preparing us for that. I know like I, I, I gave up on love. I gave up on a relationship and I started focusing on myself and then you came around just a couple of months or three, three or four months later mm-hmm. and I was like, are you kidding me again? But it wasn't again because I saw the back of your head and I started to talk to you and was like, this is not just, again, this isn't again, this is this is it. And, you know, you feel that and it's like, okay, because well, you need a bit more of experience. You've got you to have this, this little, this experience first to then really appreciate why you want something. And we, although we didn't really know much in the beginning that first month, we were just, just high in love. And just loving, loving it all, <laughs> loving it up, yeah. But the responsibility we knew, you know, we knew we needed it. But we both knew that we needed just some time to heal from some, just some stuff. We needed to sort some stuff out. So then again, we had another three months apart from each other, working out, working on our stuff, and then we came back together again. And then we were ready. And then there was more stuff that we worked, but we wanted to work at it. I wanted to work on myself with you I wanted to deepen myself I wanted to learn about myself with you because I realized I trusted you with literally every part of me and I learned and I'm just getting more and more and more that just grows when you have these experiences and then as we were talking about I don't want kids of course we didn't want kids we weren't ready we didn't have the experience and responsibility and the understanding of what it is to parent and to we didn't make those stupid decisions either so, you know, I'm talking about protection. <laughs> and then it, as we deepened, it was like it would actually be so cool to leave Alexi to actually have children. Mm. And then we started to think about it. And that was just like, oh, yeah, maybe. We kind of turned into a maybe. And then it turned into a I would, yeah, let's do it. And then obviously now we're ready for it. After such an intense growth period, that I think we're going to look back on just more and more and go, how powerful, like how powerful was that? That we, I don't know if we um, we like fast-forwarded growth in that period together, like really helped each other, like every single day for mm. how many, how long yeah. did we just want to strip away our old selves and just work toward what we wanted that just came clearer and clearer what we wanted and we're like we know that we have to let go of everything that we once were or most of it because it doesn't fit that we don't fit that right now we are not the same shape to go in that hole yeah we we don't fit that that vision we need to make sure we need to i don't know change our shape a little bit we stepped outside of a lot of what we were once comfortable with and what we once were right and it gave us a completely different perspective on our own situation, our own life and the, the world around us and our place within it. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that that then, you know, <laughs> leading into the, the pandemic in that sort of position was already it – was, it was probably already it – was, it was always going to happen this way for yeah. us. Right? It was, we were always going to have a certain perspective. We are always going to move in a certain direction with our decision-making and everything. But – Absolutely. They're all necessary experiences to bring us forth into this space right now and be like, yeah, we're ready. We're ready for this. We're ready for what's next. I'm excited for what's next. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've, I feel powerful. We've grown. And, yeah, I mean, for me, even even also with, the, with having children too, one thing that really came to me as well, it was almost a philosophical thing too, like a philosophical obligation I almost felt for having kids because it got to a point where I'm like, I heard somewhere – because I was really pessimistic, I guess, and I had the, the typical. It, it'd be a cliche millennial Gen Z thing to think and be like, oh, "The world's so fucked up." I just, I just could not, I could not bring a kid into this world. I yeah, just could not. I'm not a Gen Z, but that came to my head. 
Yeah, well, you're millennial. We're millennials. Millennial, so the same, you know, well, the same exactly, kind of perspective. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like so many people around us. I feel I've heard that so many times. Yeah. I just would, I couldn't bring a kid into this. Someone world. actually and, said that they have not had children because of that, reason, yeah. and they continue to not have children. And I, I just sort of generically would say that too. And then something snapped me out of it. I think I was listening to a podcast one time, and and the guy said that he gauges a person's pessimism or optimism based off the question, would you have kids? And mm. the pessimist would say, no, I wouldn't have kids. I wouldn't bring them, I wouldn't bring them into this world. And the optimist would say, well, yeah, I, I, I would have kids, absolutely, because, well, if we want the future for humanity to look bright, then why would we not try and perpetuate ourselves so that there can be a future for humanity? You know, if we want the world to be a better place, then it's, an ob- it's, a, it's our obligation to continue to, to propagate, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, to give up. <laughs> and continue to, to bring on the next generation and then raise the next generation with a, a better mindset and a better mm. morality than what we had so that that next generation can then go on and make better decisions and then they can impart that onto the next generation after them. And it's like that's how you can continue to that's how you continue to sort of grow. And if you want humanity to be better, if you want the human situation, the human condition to be better, then to me, it's it's like yeah, that's what you do with kids. That's why you that's why you 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 do have kids. You know, if you want to stop this, if you want to stop the human race, if you want to stop and and pretty much doom humanity, you know, like. So many of it, it just, it just, it seems to me to just be this self-fulfilling thing because it's like, oh, humanity is doomed, so let's not have kids, and I, I can't bring, I can't bring a, a child into this world because humanity as a race is doomed, and it's like, well, that's going to doom humanity if you don't bring a child into this world, you know? Yeah. So, so it's like, lead by okay, example. well, maybe, maybe things could be better. Things could be better things than they are right now. Could be better. You know, there is hope, and I have hope. I'm a very optimistic person. And so I'm like, I want there. I want there to be more. I want there. I believe that there is more out but there. But we got through that time because we were op- optimistic sure. about. And, and the so future. that's why I'm like, oh, so that sort of brought me around with the whole kid yeah. thing and having children. I'm like, no, I I want to have children because I believe in humanity. I believe in I believe in where who we are and yeah. what is the inherent beauty in our nature. And that yes, we can be. Of course, we can do better. Mm. But that's not going to happen unless we actually raise you know new generations and bring them through. Also, there's there's a lot of you know particular political groups out there that really piss me off, and I just feel like it's the, a fantastic middle finger, an act of rebellion against significant significantly powerful people and significantly powerful groups that i i would call uh simply just anti-human uh you know that being radical environmentalism just ultimately is is anti-humanism just straight up it's like our solution to our devolving you know climate or whatever they want to say and and and, uh, the environment and all that kind of shit is essentially just to stop all human activity and destroy us and lock us down and clamp us all up and just just destroy what makes us individual human beautiful human beings it's just to me it's like a middle finger saying fuck you like no I'm not. I want to. My child is is not only my legacy, and it's not only my hope for a brighter future. It's also my yeah. It's 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 my personal, you know, it's no. Like it's my personal power yeah. to say no. I this is this is my stance. This yeah. is where I stand with humanity in the world. This is how I view the world, and I I view um, there isn't there is enough goodness and there is enough beauty in this world to c- keep it going. And anyway, so that I didn't mean to go off on a whole sort of tangent just then, but that was just while we we're talking about kids, it sort of yeah. just came to me that that was that was a big thing for me. So and then and then obviously going through the personal experience of the pandemic and having just all those different angles of of my perspective sort of lit up and hit from from side to side, <laughs> and you know feeling isolated socially and physically and all that kind of stuff, and having a completely different take, and then having that take unfairly smeared and straw manned constantly yeah. and and experiencing what it's like to be that kind of black sheep a little bit and then going you know yeah not letting it get you down too much and it just allowing it instead to just help Feel. to solidify and to bring to you i guess that that strong firm foundation in yourself and i think all the, all that all those experiences just tacked on top of each other yeah made me absolutely ready to to bring children into this world because I know better who I am and what mm. I believe and what I see going forward and what I yeah my optimism as well you know so yeah I mean even though this 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 wasn't 
this uh, specific situation, we weren't. It wasn't planned for right now. Yeah. You know, if it was up to us, if we had of, if if we had of, uh, you know, been able to stop and say, okay, let's let's be ultra like careful and absolutely everything. You know, like yeah, give it another six to twelve months, sure. But it doesn't matter. We were no, always we always wanted to have yeah. kids. Yeah. I wanted to have kids because of all the reasons I just listed before, and it was always something that I really wanted. I am really excited, and I am ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know. For for everything, all the boxes that I would like to have been checked, uh, besides besides finance, the financial and the space, yeah, everything else was checked. But for me, the the the, the material, like the the material sort of financial and living space stuff, that's not the more superficial, the su- more superficial thing that I think is easier addressed than the other deeper things. Yeah, sure. So you kind of learn along the because way the deeper things for me were addressed. I'm like I'm as ready now as I'm ever gonna be. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's um, that's in a nutshell. That's my my TED talk on on uh, bringing a child into. The world. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you want to add anything? Did you want to say anything else um, I before think we wrap it up? Came up but um, no, I think it's incredibly um, powerful when you have those kind of this kind of experience. I mean, we're not going to be planning kids. You know the next, you know the next however many kids. I don't, I don't think we're going to be planning them. You know we're not going to be trying. And I, I think it's going to the next one's going to come just as shocking as this one. I think it not shocking, but just as surprising as this one because that's the beauty of nature. It's spontaneous. It's you know you know things sprout randomly, and then you know sometimes they don't, and it's just putting us like being able to kind of live. With all that knowing, them all that magic that could possibly happen within it is just, you know. I mean, all I want to kind of plan is to have my kids um, close in age, because I I've I've lived in a you know there's six of us, but there is a huge age gap between me. There's three years between me and my next brother, the next sibling, and then there's like seven or eight years between me and the other next one, and then it just keeps going and going, and it's like eighteen years between me and my oldest brother, and it is really hard to kind of keep have that um, I don't know camaraderie and the that sibling relationship that you know you. Well, there's no shared kind of, experience. There is no shared experience. Mm. Everyone's kind of living their own. It really becomes hard because everyone's different. Everyone's in different generation, and everyone's understands and has the, uh, different uh, experiences in their generation, different beliefs, and different. It's just so hard to manage and. Every one of us are different. We get mm. along, but I wouldn't say that we're close in the sense that we can have coffee all the time. You know, it's it's like I want, I've seen I've got a fr- uh, a friend that there were friends there there there's four of them there's four of them and they're about one or two years um, apart and they are so close and they just have the best kind of they have this beautifully close knit um, relationship with each other and it's just this fun tight knit family. Like what family should be, or not should be, but what it um, for me. I I don't know. There was always something about how you could have that that real affection for your brother and sister, like that true. I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know if it is age. Maybe it's just my personal experience that's you know, clouding my own judgment. But there is this. I don't know. There's something really beautiful about it. I think it's just. I've always wanted my. Uh, I've always just wanted my kids to be kind of like friends, like growing up. And I mean, because we're going to be, um, you know, homeschooling and we're going to be doing all that. They, you know, we're gonna, they're going to need friends. <laughs> they're going to need each other and they're going to need the company. And not to say that we're going to like. We're like, socially isolated. No, we're not going to be socially isolated. But as well, yeah. you know, to have that companionship and to, to play with each other and to, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, I don't know, so for me, it's just a, I have this vision. That's probably the only thing that I would somewhat plan but mm. i wouldn't plan exactly how long or you know i wouldn't go into extreme details like that i don't think it, w- it, w- it won't work for me anyway <laughs> no i just never even when i've tried to plan stuff it just never bloody happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just for me that the 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 function of planning or the purpose of planning at this point is to just give you uh that's uh, peace of mind. It's it's yeah. simply it's peace of mind while the chaos continues. <laughs> that's that's all planning does for me at this point. That's what I, that's what I've learned over the last couple of years. 
But yeah, anyway, life life's crazy, and yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm it, yeah. We don't we don't have to we don't have to sit there and plan it. You know, let it yeah, let it just well, come I mean, naturally. Look let at it our be life. What look be. what we just spoke about. This yeah, exactly. Episode. It's like all of it. It you we couldn't have planned this. No, I, I don't. I couldn't have been planning the podcast, even though it, the whole point was to yeah to to be messy on on the podcast, and that we were. We are. But we still, are still yeah, messy. I'm not saying the quality and is all that much better. No, but it's. <laughs> I'm saying our life is a little bit easier at the moment, but it still has its challenges, but it's not as intense and it's mm. not as, you know, survival modey than yeah. it was before. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. But I am very excited to be a mother and to be a wife and to look after their home. You are a wife run. already. Yes, I know, but like in the home, like doing it. Because you know, that's going to be, you know, that'll be the next thing, you know, that we find out we're pregnant and I get a job, bang, life changes. And then, yeah, um, mid-March, you know, we move yeah. into the next place and, yeah, life's going to change completely again, again you know, yeah. and then the baby's going to come. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's happening sort of in these increments right now, like these mm. three-month type increments. Uh, the, the our life is sort of drastically changing and I, I love it. I love the change. I love the the continual growth and the the new. Mm. You know, it keeps it interesting. It keeps things vibrant. It keeps it keeps you in, yeah interested in what's going on. Yeah, interested you know, in life. So, yeah, that's it. Writing you know, it. Yeah. It's not just this this one thing after the other sort of daily routine that just becomes predictable. You know, mm. and that's what I love. I, I don't want to live a predictable life. I don't want us to slot into some predictable rut. I love what we're doing. I love that we have aspirations, and I think it's just continuing the that momentum that we did develop in the you know the last over the last twelve months, mm. and allowing that current to continue taking us forward in the same direction. But just as the terrain changes, the current just stays the same, and we just carve our way through it, mm. and we we move, uh, yeah, how we want to move, and we carve the path that we want, and we just continue to find inspiration and allow that allow our imagination and creativity to create the next step for us and and get closer and closer to our goals and to our vision so yeah I mean, there's it's there's a lot going on, a lot going on. <laughs> and i love it and i'm very grateful i'm grateful yeah, for you i'm grateful for you i'm grateful for you listening but we will leave it there we will leave it there so thank you for listening and if you liked this episode, please feel free to like and share it around. Also, subscribe as well. That'll be great. That helps us a lot. Yeah, that'll be really cool. We appreciate that very much. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, the email address is itppc at protonmail.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me directly, my Instagram is logan.d.gray. So, feel free to DM me if you want to ask any questions about any of the financial stuff. we talk about any of the stuff we've talked about in this podcast or in this episode or in prior episodes. If you want to have a chat, anything like that, just feel free to get in touch. And your Instagram is? Is yuja.gray. You know, yeah. Reach out. Let's talk about pregnancy or life or whatever tickles your fancy <laughs> really that sounds good all the links and that stuff are in the uh, description yeah. so check that out if you want to get in touch feel free we're here i love you i love you let's have a blessed day yes